0: Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com s slash Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters it's May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news,
0: sort Deus eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. I have to open up by saying that I thank God that there are people like Tucker Carlson. people who are more interested in hearing the truth. people who are looking around and going, wait a minute this like there's no way we can actually be falling for this. And trying to sound the alarm for everyone else. I thank God for them. Because they, they actually open up the space. For someone like me. To talk. Tucker this week is spending. This week. On January 6th. And here we are. After the first. Episode of his show. Featuring the January 6th videos, some 40,000 hours of video. And the first shot across the bow is indicating and showing that everything that the national media, that the people in power have said about January 6th has been an abject lie. And we would like to assume that maybe this is just a new development, but it's not. And I hope at some point to go through and talk about how it's most definitely not. But this week, January 6th is going to feature very greatly across the board. And it's through the efforts of people like Glenn Beck and Tucker Carlson who actually have the resources to do these deep dives. That much of this truth is being exposed. And I thank God for them. Now, obviously, there are some things to question. Because most of the people who are digging up all of this information, they are part in parcel with the problem. Because they fail to see the very obvious thing. The democracy which has become a catch-all phrase for the type of government that the United States is supposed to be, supposedly, obviously there are some mixed bags about it, that they continue to defend is actually Barabbas being liberated and Christ being crucified, lest we all forget that it was by democratic vote that Christ, our Lord, was crucified. How could they possibly? It's human nature. It's just what it is. But to have the evil exposed, the way it's being exposed, is a tremendous, tremendous boon. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangle defendin'os in Proelio, et insidias diaboli asto praesidium. Imperetili Dees, de precar mortiuce princeps militae calestis, satra maliosque spiritus malignos, che ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum trude. Amen. Cor Sacratissimum misere miserere nobis, Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis, Beatus Carolus domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. 40,000 hours of videotape reviewed by the producers of Tucker Carlson's show over at Fox News. And what they've revealed is that everything that was ever said about January 6th about the so-called insurrection was a lie. And you have to really look at the people who were willing to tell this lie, because they told this lie by using a dead police officer as a political prop in order to further their propaganda. And it wouldn't be that bad if that was it, but it's not it, because the fact is, is that, you know, the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley, a Navy veteran... is going to be finishing out a four-year sentence. He still has, like, another two years in prison. And when you watch the videotape of him in the Capitol, it's quite clear he's not an insurrectionist. He's just some guy. Painted like he's, like, legit. Painted like he's at 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 a football game walking through the Capitol with an American flag, not just walking through the Capitol, being escorted through the Capitol. See, that's where the thing actually really comes into play, is that the video showing Capitol Police officers escorting the QAnon shaman through the Capitol as he prays for them from the well of the, I believe it's the well of the Senate, As he prays for them. And he saunters about the Capitol. Looking around. Taking a look at all of the really cool stuff on the walls. Checking out the really cool decor. Talking to people. And Jacob Chansley became... The face of the violent insurrection. And I think it's rather entertaining because everybody who ever saw his face didn't really take him seriously. Guy's walking around with a bullhorn and a flag, with buffalo horns on his head, with face paint. I mean, legit, the dude could have been a Buffalo Bills fan. Oh, but he was so terrifying. I'm sure it was surprising to him. I'm absolutely certain it was surprising to a mid-30s Navy veteran to find out that he was going to become the face of a so-called insurrection. As they played video footage of Officer Brian Sicknick, the police officer who did tragically pass away from a stroke. As they use him as a prop to say that he was murdered by being beaten ahead with a fire extinguisher. Even though, quite clearly on the tape, you can see on the timestamp, after the fact, he's walking around. He's perfectly okay. Waving people on, cleaning the place up, doing his job as a police officer. You can see the video footage of people walking around, the big open spaces, and you can tell they're just milling around. Half of everybody seems to have like a, a phone out as they're taking pictures of cool stuff that they're seeing, walking around, looking at the statuary, looking at the artwork, because I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a tremendous amount of ridiculously beautiful artwork in the Capitol building. I mean, I was watching the video footage, and at one point I'm staring at the floor tiles, and I'm just going... Wow, that's really, really cool. Floor tiles in the Capitol. I'm looking at the video, staring at the floor tiles. As people are milling about the lobbies. And you know what I don't see is I don't see people getting violent inside the building. It was almost as though as soon as they came inside the building, for the most part, everything just quieted down. People are walking around. It was a very sort of quiet, kind of chaotic thing. You know, like a movie theater before the movie starts. People are kind of walking around and trying to figure out what to do. What it did not look like was a violent insurrection. Oh, but they took it a step further. They used a piece of they used a video clip to try and humiliate Senator Josh Hawley to say that he was fleeing the Capitol after the insurrection that he incited, which is funny because in the full-length video clip, you get to see that he was actually the last of a bunch of House uh, con- Congressmen and Senators who were escorted out the building, who were all jogging out the building. Through the course of this week, I'm sure Tucker's going to show at least enough more video footage. See, here's where the problem comes into play about not January 6th. January 6th, I think everybody, if you added up all the video that the media has played over the last two years to continually frame the narrative, I think you get about five minutes worth of video from the 40,000 hours The President of the United States himself used Officer Brian Sicknick as a political prop. That supposedly Catholic Joseph Robinette Biden used the lie to his political advantage. Nancy Pelosi, same thing, supposedly Catholic. You want to know why you can't vote for a Democrat and be, and remain Catholic? It's because in order to vote for a Democrat, you have to betray everything that Catholics believe. To vote for a Republican, to be sure, you only have to betray about half of what you believe. But in order to vote for a Democrat, you have to, be, you have to betray everything that the church teaches. Because Democrats today, they're not about the Ten Commandments. At all. Democrats today aren't about the primacy of Christ the King. Even Republicans, at least least the greater portion of Republicans proclaim that they follow Christ and kind of almost live up to it. In sort of a very lukewarm kind of, I'm going to do my own thing kind of way. Now, if you're a Catholic... (laughs) Well, who do I vote for? Well, we're not supposed to choose the lesser of two evils. We're supposed to operate towards the greater good, the common good, that which our Lord professed. Because if you're just trying to minimize the amount of evil unleashed into the world, the fact is, is that you're still permitting evil to be unleashed into the world. And the only honest vote at this point should be to take, should be to take most of these people out and shoot them in the head. should be to haul all of the lobbyists out of their cool little um, you know within within the beltway offices haul them out of their offices and shoot them all in the head. Now nobody's gonna do this, but they should. The George Soroses should get a bullet in the head. Their entire org- everybody who works for all of their organizations should be shot. And yes, I'm pointing directly towards George Soros, but this also goes to the Heritage Foundation. This also goes to the supposedly conservative think tanks. This entire government has become so fetid, has become so rotten, that that today we simply cannot deny the rot But the fact is, if you closely examine the track record, the history, the rot was always there. We just had rose-colored glasses on looking at the whole thing. We were looking at it as though blinded. I got into a very brief conversation, and it's a good thing, That it was brief, because I will tell you right now that if Timothy Gordon would have kept going, I would have obliterated him. He said, post-1945 American history is all trash, it's all lies. No, American history is all lies. If you're a Catholic in the United States of America, then what your actual experience has been all the way back to 1770 has been lies. It's quite the statement, isn't it? If you're a Catholic in America, then all the way back to the 1770s, your experience as a Catholic in the United States, in these United States has been a lie. You were lied to to fight the revolution. Because in order to fight the revolution, they just kind of had to sort of cover up and shy away from the fact that one of the principal reasons they were fighting was because the king permitted the French-Canadian Québécois, the Catholic portion of Canada, to retain its Catholicity without being forced to convert to Protestantism. That's all the way at the founding, boss. All the way back to 1776, that is all the way to the founding of this country. They just kind of, we're going to kind of shuffle that under the rug so this way the Catholics don't see, because we need the Catholics to help us fight the war. It was a political stance that George Washington took to stop having a public burning of the effigy of the the Pope in these United States in order to make sure that they could elicit support from the Roman Catholic population in the colonies. That was George Washington's doing. Not because he understood that burning the effigy of the Pope was wrong, but simply because he knew that it would alienate the Papists in these United States. And without the Catholics, they probably could not win. That's at the beginning of the country. We're told today that honest Abe Lincoln, I'm going to jump ahead 70 years, why not? We're told today that honest Abe Lincoln was doing what he could in order to eradicate slavery. In order to believe that, you have to ignore the fact that Lincoln himself said that this is not about slavery. You have to ignore the fact that Lincoln himself would not have decried the eradication of the entirety of the black population in America. You would have to deny the fact that Lincoln himself said that the black population in America was a substandard, substandard, subhuman portion of the country. Out of the mouth of Lincoln himself. Oh, but Honest Abe fought to end slavery. He specifically fought to end slavery, except in the places that were under the control of the Union. See, everyone likes to read the Gettysburg Address, and they fail to read all of the places in the actual public edict that were exempted from the Gettysburg Address. Conveniently, every one of those places was held Union territory. Lincoln was only interested in freeing the slaves as an attempt to get the black slaves to up, to rise against their white slave owners. General Sherman wasn't a liberator; he was a monster. Sherman's March to the Sea. Oh, we all learn about Sherman's March to the Sea. We failed, we fail to keep in mind that included in Sherman's March to the Sea was the abandonment of the so called liberated slaves, in many cases, so that they would drown in the river as they're trying to flee from their Confederate captors. We talk about. I was taught in school about Sherman's march to the sea being one of the first times that scorched earth was ever used. But I don't think people really understood what scorched earth tactics were in those days and what it meant. Sherman's army had a section of the army that that he would lovingly called bummers. And those bummers, despite the really cute name, We're there to burn buildings to the ground. We're there to lure people to their destruction. We're there to rape and murder American citizens, their fellow Americans, so that every place that they were ever at, including places such as Meridian, Mississippi, would be eradicated, annihilated, erased. And it's easy to look at a city and go, okay, well, that's what it means to be erased. Because sure, you get, a, you get a large metropolis and it's been reduced to rubble. And you fail to understand that when you get a large metropolis, you have tens, if not hundreds of thousands of lives destroyed. Abraham Lincoln fought a war that murdered half a million American citizens. For what? So that there could be a central bank. So that there could be a central control of government. Abraham Lincoln was a big government dictator. He was precursor to Woodrow Wilson. We, taught, we often hear about the president's wartime emergency powers, right? Well, that was something invented by Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was the first president to know, to knowingly, where everybody knew that this president had a secret police run by the State Department, who were explicitly there to shut down, shutter, and destroy any political opposition, any criticism. If you want the references, I will gladly send you a nice hour and a half long video. I will, tell, I will give you the warning about the language, because the person actually narrating the video as he's citing all of the documents has an extraordinarily foul mouth. But foul mouth aside, it does not change the fact that what he's saying is absolutely true. Good old honest Abe? Huh. I don't think so. Oh, but it was Republicans that freed the slaves. Meh, well, ah oh man, when you look back, the closer you examine it, suddenly, the closer you examine it, yes, you know, you got documents talk about slavery on both sides. There were some who were ardently opposed to the practice. Others who were ardently opposed to the practice, not because slavery itself was bad, but because they didn't want those heathen black people in their neighborhoods. This is a fact. It's kind of a shocking fact at that, that there were people who opposed slavery, not because slavery itself was bad, but because they didn't want to have those people around them. I mean, just imagine the mentality. And if they were willing to lie about good old honest Abe, then that means the rot goes much, much further back than 1945. And anybody... And here's the thing: anybody who thinks that it wasn't always the case, oh heavenly Father, have mercy on their souls. Because one of the most prominent things that sticks out in my mind, admittedly, I don't very often go all the way back to Abraham Lincoln. I could care less one way or the other. As an eighth grader, when I was trying to defend it against defend the South, in my mind, you, I'm a New Yorker defending the south and trying to get it through their little pea brains that the civil war was not about slavery it was about states rights it was about decentralized government it was about washington not making the decisions for every single person across the fruited plain but their little pea brains were entirely too tiny for that and you know it stands to reason because you're talking about 13 year olds So it's not terribly surprising, but I never actually had a huge amount of, oh, hey, it's Abraham Lincoln. I never gave a rip. I never cared. The bone that sticks out to me is in 1899, to hell with Spain remember the main that's the one that stands out to me why because let's right around a hundred years after... The United States actually begins to rise to prominence after their extraordinary... I mean, think about this for a moment. If it was really about slavery, why didn't they end slavery the way France did? Why didn't they end slavery the way the Great Britain did? Both of those countries managed to end slavery without firing a shot, and yet for some strange reason, we murdered a half a million of our own citizens in order to quote-unquote end slavery. Why? Why would we be the only country in Western civilization that had to murder half a million of our own citizens in order to free the slaves. There weren't even a half a million slaves. So why did it take the murder of half a million of our citizens in order to free the slaves? To hell with Spain, remember the Maine. Fun fact, there are still documents related to the incident of the USS Maine that are still, still classified. It is 2023. We are 124 years removed. No one no one is alive today who was alive then and yet the department of the navy still has classified documents related and i mean these things are still like not available to the public 124 years later we don't even build ships like that anymore There hasn't been a ship of the class of the USS Maine. (laughs) There's not anywhere. Even the USS Constitution is still not built like the USS Maine. The USS Maine of belated explosive memory doesn't have any ship like it extant in the world today. And yet... For some reason, there are documents related to the sinking of the USS Maine that remain today classified. Why? Because it was always a central point. For the United States to eradicate Catholicism from the Western Hemisphere. That's why. Because you'll find out quite quickly that the desire to eliminate the Catholic hold on the Western Hemisphere far outweighed the desire of anything else. You talk about the Monroe Doctrine or, like, legit, you talk about anything having to do with, quote-unquote, United States interests. And the fact is, is that the only thing that has ever been a core tenet of the United States interests has been the eradication of the Catholic Church. It's one of the reasons why the USCCB, I think, is as feckless as they truly are. They fail to understand that despite the fact that they're the Catholic bishops of the United States, The country that they call home, that they are citizens to, want nothing to do with them. They want nothing to do with the one holy catholic and apostolic church. They want nothing to do with rightly ordered society. They want nothing to do with Christendom. They're willing and able and more than happy to continue marching in the direction that we're marching today. So long as they don't have to look back and realize that if they would just follow Christ and his church, everything would be fine everything would be good. Indeed, sacred scripture tells us that if we would simply follow God's commandments, he would make us prosper. But God forbid. Did it just happen? No. Is January 6th that much of a surprise? No. The closer you examine history, the more you realize, no, this is actually the fruition. These are the fruits of 250 years of stupid ideas, of godless thought. These are the fruits. Oh, but it was really only in the last 50 years. Really? Truly, the Catholic Church did not suffer the persecution to the level in other states, in other nations that it did. But then you have to ask yourself if the United States was not devotedly anti Catholic, why would there be the San Patricios? You should look them up San Patricios. St. Patrick's Brigade. Why would the San Patricios be born out of the Spanish-American War? Out of the Mexican War? Why is it that every so often, Catholics of good faith, they take one look around, they go, wait a minute, whose side are we on? And then they switch. Why? Why? And it wasn't just the Patricios, because about 30, 40 years later, the Freemasonic government of the United States of America would get in bed with the Freemasonic government of Mexico and operate to eradicate. It would just help them to further eradicate. Now, they would talk about religious liberty. Oh, well, we couldn't do this, that, or the other but weird how we could have actually just went south of the border and put an end to it at any point in time. Nah. This is the same country that would turn it like legit the argument. Well, it's not really our fight. It's not for us to go down there to do right. And this is the same country, the same country. the same schizophrenic freaking country. It's not for us to do but we'll go to war against Mexico. It's not for us to do but we'll go to war against the Spanish Empire. It's not for us to do oh but we'll go into World War One. It's not for us to do but we'll go into World War Two. It's not for us to do but we'll go into Korea. It's not for us to do but we'll go into Vietnam. It's not for us to do but we'll go into Grenada and Panama. It's not for us to do but we'll go into Nicaragua. It's not for us to do but we'll go into Iraq twice. It's not for us to do but we'll go into Afghanistan. It's not for us to do but we'll Go into Ukraine. It's funny how it always seems to be not our business. We didn't go into Rwanda, but we went into Kosovo. I don't know if you've ever actually run the numbers. But our actual interests in Rwanda and Kosovo were right about the same. Our interests in Rwanda versus Bosnia and Herzegovina are right about the same. We have the same interests in Nigeria that we had in Croatia. These people are liars because they serve the devil, the father of lies, their father, the father of lies. These are the people who are legalizing marijuana, who are making it easier for people to do opiates in the streets, who are making it easier for people to smoke crystal meth, but for some strange reason will ban open access to Sudafed You can't go into a drugstore without showing your driver's license to buy a box of Sudafed. But you could walk into a clinic in any of these major cities and get some crystal meth. And the reason, and this is the thing, this is the thing that really ought to actually open up your brain. You cannot go into a, you you cannot go into a CVS pharmacy and just buy a bottle of Sudafed because Sudafed can be used to be made to make crystal meth. But you could just walk into a you could just walk into a quote unquote clinic and just get crystal meth in any major city. New York, LA, San Francisco, Portland, Olympia, Seattle, Chicago. You can just walk in at Baltimore. You can just walk in and get the drugs that you're looking for, but you can't go into a you can't go into a pharmacy and buy Sudafed, ostensibly because, well, I mean, they could use it to make crystal meth. Are you kidding? They will let you smoke weed. They won't let you smoke tobacco. What? Does that even make sense? And if it doesn't, you can go ahead and skip. Well, they're doing the best they can. No, you can skip that at this point. They're just liars. Servants of their father, the devil. You can't pray in front of an abortion clinic without being harassed by 20 or 30 federal agents. But you can take your kids to a drag show. They won't let you teach your children about Christ, but they'll let your children decide to cut off their own genitalia. You can't get permission to do a Bible study in a public school, but you can go to Satan Club. Dear family, the mask is off. We're watching our entire country tear itself apart. Why? Because they will do anything so long as they do not have to return to Christ. Because to return to Christ means that you have to serve the truth. means that you have to do some examination of conscience. means that you might have to look at your life and change the way you live. And we can't have that. You have to be absolutely free to destroy yourself and those around you. We cannot have you coming into the kingdom. They'll believe anything except God. If they believe in God, they'll believe in anything except Christianity. And if they believe in Christ, then they'll believe anything except Catholicism. And even if they believe Catholicism, they'll believe in anything except Catholic tradition. That which was handed down to us by the apostles. Now we have to have some sort of new-agey, yoga-infused, Reiki-healing version of Catholicism. We can't have... The, the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. We can't have Holy Mother Church as she was instituted by Christ himself. You know, the real question that people need to ask themselves is what are they keeping you away from? As they're getting you sold on pornography and vapid entertainment, as they're convincing you of all of this bullcrap with COVID as they're trying to put CBDCs, Central Bank Digital Currencies, into your wallets? Trying to get you to smoke weed and quit tobacco? What is it they're trying to keep you away from? As they're trying to cut off your baby girl's boobs and your baby boy's cojones? What are they trying to keep you away from? Any decent examination, any thorough examination, will indicate that they are trying to keep you away from Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. They're trying to keep you away from the Holy Family, because if you look at the Holy Family, you might pattern your family properly. Father, mother, children, right? But if you look at the Holy Family, you might actually pattern your family properly. Because Mary can't be can't be properly regarded unless you have a proper understanding of her son. You cannot see Mary and not see Jesus. You cannot see Joseph and not see Mary. And you cannot see Joseph and not see Jesus. And you cannot see Jesus and not see the Father who sent him. And anybody who takes a good long look, you'll notice that that is actually what they're trying to keep you away from. They are trying to keep you away from the Holy Family. They're trying to keep you away from your spiritual mother. They're trying to keep you away from your Holy Father. The one who created us all. And I know that like when you're trying to follow that, you know, there's kind of a mystical language involved in there because, of course, Mary is the mother of God. But Jesus is God. Jesus is the Word of God, the Word made flesh. He is the Father of creation. He is God. And so, yes, it gets a little confusing when I refer to Mary as the mother, as your spiritual mother, and then I refer to Jesus as the Father of us all. All of us who would Follow his commands. What are his commands? Don't covet your neighbor's goods. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Honor your father and your mother. Keep the Sabbath and make it holy. Do not blaspheme the Lord your God, and have no other gods but him. Because when you take Christ out, when you take the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith, when you take the one true faith out of the discussion, what ends up happening is is eventually you do like what we've done today and you take the Ten Commandments out. You take the concept of repentance, of penance, of reconciliation, of mercy, of prudence, of justice, of chastity, of charity, temperance, and fortitude. You even take eutropalia. What is eutropalia? For those of you who actually don't normally listen to the podcast, eutropalia is the virtue of right recreation. Of taking time out to rest properly, you take all of those things out. If you take it out, if and it starts with get the one faith, the one true faith out. We, we're not gonna, we're not gonna follow those papists. They couldn't possibly have been telling the truth for two thousand years, despite the fact that for two thousand years worth of documents, they all say the same thing. <coughs> they did it for political gain. They had to have. They wanted to they wanted to control and oppress the people. Dear family, you've heard of confession through projection. What did Martin Luther want? Martin Luther wanted to marry a nun, and so he did. Weird. <coughs> All of Martin Luther's vituperative invective against the papacy. And really, the only thing he wanted was to get married. Man, isn't that the reason why the Church of England exists? Because Henry VIII wanted to get his thingy wet in somebody that was not his wife? Man, I could have swore that was the reason. I want to be able to divorce, so I'm going to become the head of the church. seems like a really weak reason to divorce yourself from the one true faith but whatever it's not the first time it's the reason why we're not following christ today oh but if i follow christ i have to stop watching pornography oh if i follow christ then i can't get divorced and remarried i have to actually stick with the one i chose the first time because my stupid behind couldn't figure out how to live with her or him women are not not excused from this one in fact, i got more for women. We're just going to leave you alone for right now because, well, let's face it. This is a man's show. <clears throat> if I follow Christ, I can't do all these things. I might actually have to give things up during Lent and Advent. I might have to observe the, the ember days. I might actually have to fast and do penance and make reparation. I might actually have to go to church and pray. Who wants to do all that work? It seems like so much work to have to be a Catholic. Well, you're right. Because faith without works is dead. Why does it seem like so much work to be a Catholic? You guys have all those rules. I couldn't possibly live with all those rules. Well, that's cool because faith without works is dead. And so you can talk about how much you love Christ, and I can actually do something about it. Oh, but I give money to the poor. Well, that's cool. But do you render proper honor to God? I'm going to venture out there and say no. Because on Sunday morning when you are at church on Saturday night and you're sitting there watching HBO, watching the most godless, vapid entertainment that you could possibly get your hands on, Watching shows like Modern Family, Euphoria. Oh yeah, those are really great for the faith, aren't they? Oh, but they tell a compelling story. Yeah. Yeah, teenagers going through drug addiction and sexual abuse. Yeah, that's a compelling story. Oh, it's definitely emotionally moving. But never forget that you're watching stories of people go through sexual abuse. Drug addiction. And think of all of those people who were watching Breaking Bad. There were no good people in Breaking Bad. Who was the good guy in Breaking Bad? Your main character was a guy who had cancer, who got into drug dealing to try and save his family And then eventually just stayed and became a drug kingpin. Did he make enough money? Did he ever make enough money to get the treatment that he was looking for? I vaguely remember. I think he did that in like the first season. So why did he keep going? Why were there multiple seasons of a television show? about a guy who was fighting cancer, who was trying to pay for his kid's medical bills, who's trying to do all, he's trying to do the right thing. But explain to me in the third season why that was still a thing. Why was it one of the most popular television shows in America? And the same people watching that show and going to church the next day. Oh, but if you're a Catholic, if you're a traditional Catholic, then you would know that you need to be on your guard against such things, because sins like that dim your intellect. They make it much more difficult. Even though all you're doing is watching the depiction, the the fakery of these sins, the fact is is that when you get accustomed to that sort of stuff, it makes it far more difficult for you to regulate those things in your own life. And what do we come to? What's the final result? Have you been looking at some of the videos that are coming out of America today? And I'm not talking about the television, like I'm not talking television, I'm talking about the videos of people and the way they're behaving today. Grown, middle-aged women, standing in front of their cameras, screaming at the top of their lungs, Supposedly adult men, I put men in quotation marks, looking into their cameras on TikTok crying about how bad it is having to work a 25-hour work week. Literally breaking down into tears. Grown folk on camera expressing their emotional incontinence. Watching videos of people
2: scream
0: at the top of their lungs, you're making it worse. Okay. Ma'am, could you just step aside so like we can get our avocados?
2: You're making it worse! Get away from me!
0: Not even joking, you can find that crap on TikTok. Can't even keep them... I mean, gracious. (sighs) It actually... I got to be honest with you. Because as I was watching some of the videos and I was perusing and figuring out this particular portion of the podcast, I was watching some of these videos and I'm looking at them and I'm going... You know, Nebuchadnezzar never had to put up with that crap. Xerxes, I don't think he... I mean, I'm sure there were some people who did that crap in his, in his empire, but, man, Xerxes could just haul you off and kill you. And I'm watching some of this video footage, and I'm just like, would you just die? You're already spiritually dead. Just die. You're providing no benefit to the people around you. No spiritual benefit. You're not contributing to the salvation of anybody. You're not even, I mean, for crying out loud, you can't even make a good cup of coffee. That's what they've wrought. That's what you get when you don't follow the faith. You're like, that seems like a bro broad stretch. No, it's really not. You look at somebody like like uh, Dom Guéranger and compare them to some 20, 25, 30-year-old woman on TikTok. And Dom Guéranger, a brilliant, brilliant man, Saint John, uh, Saint John Bosco, a wonderful teacher. Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. J. Sheen. You compare somebody with the demeanor of Pope Benedict XVI, Cardinal Ratzinger. bishop robert baron now mind you i'm choosing at this point flawed members of the body of christ to illustrate you go from the great saints saint Teresa of avila saint thomas of aquinas saint ignatius of loyola saint augustine saint ambrose Saint Cyril of Saint Basil, Saint John Chrysostom. You go from like the greats. Saint Juan, uh, San Juan of Capistrano. You go from the greats and then you just go to the mediocre. And what do they all have in common? I mean, and when I say mediocre, and I'm using it in the more modern sense, not in, not in the traditional Catholic sense, cuz that would be a heck of an insult. Um, but just, you know, span it from the great saints to like father James Altman. Father Gerald Murray, you know, the average decent priest, you span it from the great saints to the average decent priest. And then you get to that heifer screaming at the top of her lungs. And what do you have? You have from the great saint to the heifer, the slow, methodical peeling away of The teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Somewhere right around the father, the you know, the father Altiers and the Father Altmans, etc., you somewhere right in there, you also run into like Reverend Billy Graham. Some of some of the others. They're certainly not up with the great saints. But somewhere in there, as you're making your way to that screaming heifer who's screaming at the top of her lungs, talking about, you're making it worse! Full of total emotional incontinence. But as you make your way down the scale, what ends up happening is you find yourself actually, like, from the truly great people in the world, to that, oh, I so want to use the B word. I'm not going to. But when you make your way from the great saints to that heifer, what you get as you progress down the line, making your way down to that <coughs> vomitous harpy from the pits of hell, is stripping away the teachings, more and more of the teachings of Christ, more and more of the understanding of what it means to be Christian. So but so that as you make your way from the saint through the minute through the protestant ministers and get to that emotionally incontinent woman cuz eventually somewhere in there you actually do pass like pass by where Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden are so to be sure catholics are on this end of the spectrum too
2: <clears throat>
0: what you're doing is peeling away more and more of the teachings of Christ to get to that that purple-haired thing That claims to be neither man nor woman who wants, you know, that man who claims to be neither man nor woman who wants to go to the girl's bathroom. To get there, you have to peel away all the teachings of Christ. You don't have to peel away all the teachings of Muhammad, because Muhammad really didn't give a crap. You don't really have to peel away all the teachings of Judaism, because they never quite got that far. You don't have to peel away all the teachings of all of the various pagan religions because they really don't give a flip. To get from St. Teresa of Avila, I don't know if you noticed, but she's actually like my favorite, to that screaming wretched harpy, you have to peel away the teachings of Christ. To get from St. Peter Damien, To that purple-haired activist in your child's school, whatever God created them to be, either man or woman, doesn't matter. To get to that purple-haired activist in your child's school, you have to peel away all the teachings of Christ. You don't have to peel away anybody else's teachings. You peel away all the teachings of Christ, and that's how you land there. Because when you get to that point, there is no Christ left in discourse. And it's the exception because you can pull away all of the other teachings and they don't really care. There's no follower of Diana who really gives a rip. In fact, a goodly portion of the followers of Diana are purple haired activists in your child's school. The Odinists are their husband. You don't have to peel them away to get there because they don't care either. Aside from some mild disgust. Because you're never going to get rid of the natural law that says a man is a man and a woman's a woman, and they are made for each other. So there will still be that mild bit of disgust even amongst even amidst the Odinist. Even if that Odinist is still taking it up the poop chute. Because they don't care. Because it's not in those teachings. You don't get to that level of depravity with even one of Christ's teachings. You have to pervert and distort or eliminate all of Christ's teachings to get to that level of depravity. And anybody who has that purple-haired activist in your child's school, that emotionally incontinent woman as their constituency, they don't have any Christ in them either. Anybody who's busy watching, anybody who's promoting that, who is part of that, who are allowing the mainstream media, the CNNs and the CBSs of the world to promote that, They don't have any Christ in them either. And I think perhaps the biggest problem that we have today is we cannot look at that purple-haired heifer and say, you know what, I'm going to go the other way. We cannot look at that emotionally incontinent harpy and go, you know what, I think I'm going to go the other way. We can't seem to look at transgender story hour and go, you know what, I think I'm going to go the other way there is a direct opposite to this and it does not include libertarianism and it does not include compromise of any sort there is an there is an ardently opposite force and the fact is is that most of us we're not going to go in that direction most of you out there listening those of you who know me outside of this podcast are probably going to go something that is a compromise between that purple-haired harpy and the truth. You may think you're following the truth. You're not. You're kind of following the truth. You're mostly following the truth. And you're mostly following the truth because somewhere in there, like the most of mankind, there's something you just don't want to give up. There's something you're not willing to give up for Christ. There's one work that you're not willing to do for our Lord. And I will tell you, Whatever that one work is, it's very likely going to be enough to keep you out of the kingdom. Whatever that one thing is that you just can't get rid of, that you just can't let go of, that's that one thing that is more important to you than anything else. And that's where the problem comes into play because that's one thing that's more important to you than God and that means that that one thing that you're not willing to give up if it is, even assuming it is only one thing actually is your God. And for all of your protestations to the contrary you don't Worship God. You're trying to serve two masters. And whether it's your career, your self-image, your legacy, your empire, that's business that you're trying to build, or whatever. Whatever that is that you're not willing to give up for the sake of God... Maybe it's just your pride. For I mean, let's be real. For, for the vast majority of Catholics and Protestants today, it is their pride. They don't realize it, but that's exactly what you sacrifice at the altar when you actually take your happy behind to confession and confess your sins to a priest. You take your pride, you put it on the altar, and you kill it. <clears throat> and so for those of you out there who are listening to this, and you're Protestant, and you're like, I can't believe he's beating me over the head and neck over this stuff. It's mostly because you refuse the sacrament of confession. You refuse to humiliate yourself in front of your Lord. And in that day, in that last day, you will be humiliated. You can either choose to do so now, or you can catch it later. And if you catch it later, it's going to be far, far worse. If you don't choose to do it now, when it does happen, it's going to be far, far worse. And whatever it is that you're holding on to that's keeping you from coming home That's your God. And quite clearly, your God is not Christ. Your God is not the Holy Trinity. Your God is not the Father and Creator of us all. Your God is not the one to whom we're supposed to pray when we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your father is, in fact, the father of lies. And you might want to look into that. Because right now, as you're listening to this, you've been listening to me talk about all of the debauchery, all of the degeneracy, all of the degradation from those emotionally incontinent TikTokers to the incredibly corrupt politicians You probably actually spent this entire podcast episode judging all of them. And the actual fact is you kind of deserve all of them. It's either Christ or chaos. It's either all Christ or all chaos because you're compromised with Christ is going to bring that chaos regardless. Man, all of that talking to get to that central point. And the thing that scares me the most is every time Every time you listen to a podcast like this and you decide to go the other way, let me just say it's not to your benefit. The only thing that has ever scared me about the words that I speak is that when I bother to speak the truth, Anybody who rejects the truth? Because I could be messed up with a bunch of this stuff. You could reject all of the bulk, like the things where I'm definitely wrong. And to be sure of everything that I've said here, there's plenty of stuff that you could actually reject out of hand. But when we get to talking about the one true faith, assuming I'm not talking out of my behind, which is a possibility. I'm no great theologian. when you walk away from that part, that's when you're walking away from Christ. I pray that you don't. We're at this point now where I'm looking at where we're headed because we're already there. And I can tell you that it will get worse unless we repent and believe. I hope every day that somebody would be that guy to actually just kind of come over, take the reins and wipe all of these people out and get them out of our lives so they can no longer destroy us. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the thing. And we haven't reached the full depth of what sacred scripture has predicted. So it's probably not going to happen yet. And it can get so much worse. it's going to be a shocker for so many people. But even so, come Lord Jesus. Christus Vincit, Christus Reignat, Christus Imperat. For those of you who don't speak Latin, we'll shorten it to the Spanish. Viva Cristo Rey. And for everybody else, this is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European Linen